0: Ooh, the sunshine on the water so far. Ooh, see the waves fall. Don't you know the wind's offshore? Don't you think it's time to raise a toast to the crafty beers of the Sunshine Coast? Yeah, crafty beers. Hello, bitter boffins, wit beer warriors and sour sadists. I'm Paul Taylor and welcome to In Pursuit of Hoppiness, a podcast about craft beer on the Sunshine Coast. How crazy is the craft beer situation? As the young kids would say, it's frothing. Internationally, it's booming. In Australia, it's going crazy, as it is in Queensland. And leading the way in Queensland is the Sunshine Coast. So much so that it's now recognised as the craft beer capital of Australia, with about 20 independent breweries and growing. While In Pursuit of Hoppiness is about those breweries... It's also about the people who are the backbone of the breweries, who they are, how they got started and why they chose the Sunshine Coast. In this episode, I twist the top off a squealer of Noosa Hinterland Brewing Company's finest IPA with founder, owner, brewer, barman and chief bottle washer, John Tynan. Noosa Hinterland's a family owned and run microbrewery at Coran, believe it or not, it's in the Noosa Hinterland. Google it. It is a beautiful Aussie village. Uh, safe to say, it's the smallest brewery that we've talked about so far in this podcast. But as you'll hear, just like the beers, it is big in character. So here we go. Buckle up. This is me and John Tynan from Noosa Hinterland Brewing Company, sharing a squealer. sunshine on the water so Mmm. See the waves fall. Sky is blue and the winds offshore. Now's the time to raise the toast to the crafty beers of the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, crafty beers. <coughs> hello, hello. You told me you were going to cough. Yeah. And okay. So what? In
1: between and yeah. yeah. All right. What do you do? So, mining engineer by training, yep. and uh, I've got a team of guys in a mining company
0: that do feasibility studies
1: on silver lead zinc mines around the world basically so
0: so wh- what do you mean a feasibility study on whether the mine should be starting up or yep, whether they're yep. profitable right now or um,
1: no more for future mines or extensions so okay. can we
0: do something that makes a profitable
1: uh, going concern in the future so who employs you to do that what a uh, big mining company big international mining and trading company and how yeah. did that get started Oh, well they've been around for years and years and years so. but how did you get started in uh, I mean in oh me what so, made them want to employ you uh, I had just done some work with those guys before. So, before starting in a uh, company, I was, I was working for myself basically, just as a consulting mining engineer or taking up contracts everywhere. And what, and you need to and, do
0: a, a course for that? or you Yeah, a yeah, Bachelor or? of
1: Engineering. And, okay. yeah, and then yeah, the rest of it's just trying to earn a few grey hairs here and there so you can charge appropriately. You know? So, a <laughs> university course. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I actually went over to WI, I grew up in central Queensland, Dad's a Where, Sparky. Whereabouts? Uh, at Western Mackay. So, uh, Glendon. Newlands Coles out there. Sure,
0: dad. Uh, dad was a Sparky, so so Western Mackay out
1: past Nebo. All
0: oh, right, yeah. so you're from yeah. Central Queensland, so Went to you're Western uh,
1: Australia for uni, <laughs> right?
0: So you're a rugby league loving boy. Uh, rugby union actually. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dad, private school. Last
1: two years, but like Rocky Grammar. So. Oh really? <laughs> I don't know if that counts as like a yeah. really prestigious private oh, school or not. Of course it does,
0: but, yeah. <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, of course it. does. Yeah yeah yeah. know yeah. yeah. Rocky Grammar's pretty yeah. flash.
1: Yeah yeah it was it was great so came out of a small town went to the Big Smoke in Rocky
0: yeah Northern school wow people of all sorts of different lives eh? it was, yeah. yeah it was great so you were, did your school in Rocky you yep. did your uni where Kalgoorlie WA oh, yeah. wow just,
1: uh, just a little school of mines basically they had four courses 300 people across four years how fantastic yeah, yeah. right in the middle of all the historical gold sort of mining area there was, yeah. so what three or four years at Kalgoorlie uh, four years in Kalgoorlie another couple of years around the gold fields in WA
0: was there any Time at Kalgoorlie that you thought nah it's not for me I want to move. No, actually, hey, it's um there was probably a couple of times I thought, am I going to get through this? <laughs> really? <laughs> With a liver and a and
1: a, oh, right, intact F- and, and a lot of drinking. Oh yeah, it was it was so. Then was what that would have been early nineties anyway. And the gold price, I remember it was on a tear. Like, yeah, it was like six hundred bucks US or something. Yeah, so, which was massive then. Yeah. And there was just exploration money everywhere, guys coming back into town with pockets full of yeah. cash and just throwing it everywhere. Like the movies. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hey. It felt really frontier. So, yeah. no, I mean, WA... I think is probably responsible for where we are now in a lot of ways with, I think it was the Matilda Bay startup. up and yep. Redback was the big, like a wheat beer. Yep. No one did, ever did a wheat beer. No. Prior to that, probably for mass consumption in Australia, so... And where's
0: Little Creatures, is that there too? And that's as well, yeah. yeah? So
1: I, they're, they're the sort of early incubators, I think, that started a lot of different... And I think, in hindsight, again, like that that big British population that sort of migrated on the 10-pound POM sort of yep. scheme into that... and. That was, they'd been on the boats that long. They got off in WA as yeah. their first spot cause they couldn't be bothered stay on the boat for any longer. Right. And I think that they brought that sort of ale mentality or a decent beer sort of mentality with yeah. them to a certain extent. And that probably had a bit more of a
0: eye in for that southwest corner of WA that, that got things started, I reckon. So had you any idea then that, oh, I like to home brew or anything like uh, that? No. Nah. S-
1: oh, we used, to, we used to try a bit, and we used to make these dodgy, like, home-brewed spirits out of cake essence and
0: sugar. <laughs> oh, so you were actually doing, you weren't just doing the, the board of the supermarket stuff, you were actually experimenting.
1: Uh, well, someone just, it was like the handed-down recipe, gotcha. like, from generation to generation. Yeah, right. So you get a little bottle of cake essence, a kilo of sugar, boiling water. Put it in a bottle for two weeks and... Hope for the best. There was best. some terrible flavours because if you couldn't get the rum essence, then there was the coffee essence. If you couldn't get the coffee essence, there was like a peppermint or a cherry. Oh man, Cream so de menthe. Yeah, so it was fair, but... So, that, job, so. so that's in Western Australia, <laughs> yeah,
0: Yep. Uh, but yeah, you're here on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. So How did that come about?
1: A couple of years working around the gold fields uh, and then wanted to get the backpacking out of the way. So I went and did a couple of years through, started off in Africa went up to the UK, went back to Africa which is South Africa where I met my wife. We went back over to the UK, did a bit around the Middle East Turkey and then uh, back to Africa again. And when, when we moved over we decided we we're going to stay together so I didn't actually want to go to WA again that would have been it would have all been flying fly out. So I bring my wife over from South Africa, Parker in Perth doesn't know anyone. Yeah. And uh, then I bugger off for two weeks. So yeah. we decided we would come back over to the east, which yep. is my family's all here. And then, being a mining engineer, then we got into mining towns basically. So, started out west of Rocky again, out of Mara. And you based yourself there too? Or? Yeah, yeah. So I, we always wanted to do residential stuff. Yeah. We didn't want to do fly and fly out. No. So, um, yeah, so we started in Mara. Then we moved. I actually worked in little coal mines outside of Ipswich there for a bit as well. Yep. Uh, and then we went down to Gunnada. Mm-hmm. In northern New South Wales, back up to Dolby, to Brisbane, and probably settled in Brizzy once the kids started school. And, yeah, and Cara was had re-educated and sort of re-gone um, back to uni and done teaching. Yes, so she started on a teaching career. Yeah, and yeah, we're just happy, happy little family in in Brisbane, I guess, for quite a while. So yeah, yeah. I was had to travel around a little bit, but that just seemed to be the easiest easiest way to to keep everyone in a. In a unit and together. And so what made you
0: then click and
1: decide the Sunshine Coasters for me? Oh, just a long time ago, actually. So probably back before we had kids, we had been up and exploring and around. And we did actually, it was Coran was the first little place that caught our eye. So oh, really? We came into Coran on just a uh, on a whim, basically. Turned off the highway, come in for a look. And went, oh, this is a cute little place. And had a look around. And over a number of years, we sort of been backwards and forwards a couple of times in mm. the area. And decided we wanted to... We have these sort of set of criteria, I guess two hours to an airport, um, oh, yeah. a bit of space and a little bit of everything. And we wanted to be not in a city. Just that very similar sort of look Which and is feel a criteria
0: that a lot of people dreaming, yeah. a lot of people in big cities dreaming of an escape to somewhere beautiful yeah, that's right, yeah. would put those criteria in place, wouldn't they?
1: Oh, you'd think so, yeah. And the yeah.
0: Sunshine Coast fits oh, all perfectly. of that, yeah, doesn't it? It's so they? beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I don't want to open up the Gold Coast versus the Sunshine Coast thing. Why not? But, um, yeah, because I can't defend it well enough. But um, <laughs> I, we always prefer the sunny coast to the, to the Gold Coast vibe. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's not young anymore or... Not in for a party scene or something. But. Well, because the Gold
0: Coast is glitz, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and tide glitz. Yeah. It's where a the Sunshine bit, so Coast I mean. is natural and yeah, refreshing. Yeah, and
1: yeah, I think, and maybe that's what it is. It's more green space in between sort of where things are. Yeah. And it just does have a little bit more of a laid back feel, I think.
0: Yeah. So you put in this criteria, you're working in Brisbane, and you yeah. thought, right, and, and Coran is behind Noosa there. It's in yeah, to the back west in of Noosa. It's
1: about minutes into
0: Noosa. It's the Noosa hinterland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the name of your brewery. Yeah.
1: So we, after a few years, we basically set up that and we found a place finally after looking for a long time. We didn't have to rush into anything, obviously. Yeah. The plan was always get the kids through school, get out of mining, go and do something else. Yeah. So we found a place and had everything we wanted, like a beautiful house, big shed, heaps of space, bit of a dam, bit of a little rainforest remnant on the down at the bottom of the block in a gully. Fantastic. So we bought it and expected to be rented out for however long it took, to get the kids through school and sort of educated. Yeah. And um, then COVID came, hey? So we're we're probably one of those thousands of different COVID-related stories that we had a bit of a driver to get out of the city anyway, and then COVID came in and uh, totally changed everything, including working from home, so I could work from anywhere, Uh, basically. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved up there not having anything to do with Bruin. I had been... I mean, it's hard to always pick up where the threads come and come together and yeah. where they separate. But we had done up a couple of business plans on, on a brewery. We had been looking for that thing that you can take a bit of passion with you when you finish your, your day job career, I guess it is, and, yes. and what were the things that were going to interest us and keep us going. So yes. We had we'd actually been on a recce before COVID, so we started doing business plan, we paid for some marketing guys, um, we got some branding done, and then we're starting to look for locations so we could go and take a, a proposal to... A council for example and we actually started looking in Pomona and we had done all the work with the, the branding guys yeah basically booked a Bambi at the back of your Monday had a bit of a go at the markets and then went for a drive to go and start looking for properties and locations we get set up in and we yeah. drove into Pomona and it, that's uh, when the Pomona distillery had basically just started okay. there, and they had all the exact same branding because Pomona's like the goddess of bounty or something like that. So all the marketing guys must just have a manual. They go straight to it. Right? <laughs> well, they do a wiki, Google search like oh, I do. You busted know? them. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they had it was almost exactly the same branding. as my guys had come up with? with oh, How much had you paid? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's like four or five grand. Eh? So and they <laughs> just got it out of. market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, man. good lesson. Yeah. yeah. So we went there, right, and. Uh, uh, you could, I reckon you could, if anyone was watching, she would have just seen us, their heads would have dropped. The body language would have changed. Totally. Oh, <gasps> now what are we going to do? So we had to put that in the back burner. Um, and I mean, they're, they're obviously still going, very successful as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, and, not um, knocking them, but yeah, just yeah, that no, yours no, no, was the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, it's crazy, eh? <laughs> so yeah, there's obviously a certain way that you approach these things when you're a marketing. That- would I would have, never have thought of as a left brain sort of. That angry. would be eye opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How depressed were you? Yeah, it was. It was pretty heartbreaking, eh? So um, we had basically at that point we had to put it on the back burner and uh, over the next 18 months I guess that was when that next step happened with the COVID stuff coming through and we found a place. And
0: So what was your original one? You said the, the Goddess of Bounty. What was your original... Uh, yeah,
1: it was all based around that. So I had, you know, like the mountain in the background. Um, uh, I forget what we're going to call the brewery itself for Pomona. But right. Uh, yeah, it was all based around Very this, similar this Goddess of Bounty. Okay, yeah, so
0: yeah. how long before you actually thought, nah, nah, we've got an itch now. Um, we've got to do it. We probably put it on the back burner until COVID, so, yeah. Oh, really? No, um,
1: well, actually, not even. We moved with COVID, and when we moved to Coran, yeah. or just outside Coran. This is um, your,
0: I'm not, not, not yeah. overstating it, this is your ideal, idealistic yep. place. Yeah, you got some yep. land, you've yep. got some water, you've got some beautiful yep. views. Yep. Right. There was a guy who had a little brewery, which is the one we've ended up taking over. So, um, oh, right. It right. was I, our
1: local, Yeah, Okay. And, and I, I was home brewing, obviously, and yeah. I had been trying to practice recipes and stuff, so... And Matt, the guy that owned it before us, made amazing beer, fantastic beer. So, And he was always very open in, in feedback and try this, try that. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess he just knew that what we'd been planning and thinking about. And then one day he said he's got an opportunity down in New South Wales. Would we be interested in, in this place? Oh, my God. It's a couple of years early, but let's, uh, let's try and make it work. So just everything's just... I don't know. I, I keep saying I'm a logical left brain guy, yeah. but man, the universe has been talking to us. <laughs> That's
0: beautiful yeah, to hear, yeah. you know. And that was already called Noosa hinterland. No,
1: no, he, he traded as Bonsai Brewery House. He had a bit of a cult following through. through the I thing remember as well. it. Yeah. 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 So we. um And that was the first bit of pressure I put on myself is we had to try and match the beer yeah. that that came out of that venue,
0: right? So he took the name with him.
1: Yes. That was yeah, part yeah. of we the deal. We wanted to rebrand. Oh. I probably we didn't want to keep it anyway, yeah, so gotcha. we wanted to rebrand and, and make it a bit more um, specific to the region, and and just get a bit more of a um, uh, a vibe, I guess. When you when you start engaging with the, if you look it on the web or something, then we wanted that bit of adventure or exploration, just building into it. So yes, yeah, and a bit more iconic about where we are and and where we're rooted. So right,
0: yeah. So we. So you've gone Noosa hinterland yep. with a a bird logo. A crow and a cr- the trees, yeah.
1: So the uh, the main street of Coran's lined with crows ash. So we just we ah, just sort of riffed off that a bit. And, yeah. That's really yeah, nice. The yeah. tree in the silhouette of yeah, the crow. Yeah, so and fantastic. Again, that is the benefit of having professional marketing guys. Is I could never have come up with it okay. you know, on my own or anything. And, and they, but you told them what you wanted. Yeah, we just. Basically gave them a number of themes, hey, and it's just it's, it's pretty cool. cool. So we wanted the adventure. They wanted the hinterland stuff. The building we're in is probably the star of the show, so it's, right. it's a beautiful old 90-year-old timber and tin. It's been in town, obviously, forever. Yeah. So it is a bit of a destination, and you do have to drive to get to us, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we wanted people to feel like a bit of an adventure and exploration and, and build all that into how people get into us and engage with us, I suppose.
0: What do they get when they get there? Do they get a beer? They well, not for free, they don't. <laughs> but I'm going to get one for free. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do that now? Yeah. What have you brought?
1: Yeah. So I've, the canning machine's been playing up. There's always something <laughs> in a brewery, but oh, I should exaggerate. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Oh well, that did sound
1: good. <laughs> so I brought our pale ale, Paul. So oh, and you've um,
0: brought it's not a it's smaller than it's a growler. It's a squealer. It's yeah. a squealer. Yeah, I figured,
1: you know, the time of day and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so, a big day, then. Uh, so,
0: so what? Do you know where the word squealer and growler?
1: So the story
0: I heard—I yeah, don't know
1: if it's a if it's an urban myth, but it's pretty good anyway—is the growlers, for example. Yeah, they go right back to the Wild West. Yeah. and they would have carried them around in horse and wagon. Yeah, and when you get the empty glass together and they and they rub, they yes. get this like growling noise. So they call That's them growlers. The growler. Squealers, I, I assume they're smaller and higher pitched, So they squeal
0: and they growl. That's <laughs> your story and you're sticking to it. That's where we go. I'm let's like, yeah. uh, let's do that. Let's uh, have a cheers right here in front of the microphone. Yeah. Oh, Cheers, that's mate. good. So, so
1: what am I drinking? This is our pale ale. We don't go for the sort of timid pale ales with us. Mm-hmm. We have a nice, big, multi body, quite big feel in your mouth as well, and then a nice, strong backbone of hops in it. So that's an so. a really amber colour, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd say more coppery. Copper? But yeah, okay. Yeah, You're so. the expert. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's actually, It's a strong colour. Yeah, it is. And that's we try and say that it's a like a, a big, bold pale ale. Right. Know? So... Comes in. This one's about 5.2 percent. Like we go up to about five and a half. Carry that. It needs that to carry like a lot of hops. And what am I looking
0: for here? Because, uh, um, geez, that tastes like a beer. Yeah, you, you know? should get
1: um, should get some sort of citrus and stone fruit aromas on the nose. We do a lot of late hopping to to get that. Oh yeah. Okay. When you don't stick your nose in it. Like <laughs> <this dish. laughs> A big footy player snores, and then uh, good head, mm, good head always has a nice body to it. Yeah, heaps of protein. We don't skim all the proteins out or anything like that. We leave it all in there. So that's called the body, is it? Yeah, that, that helps body and helps the structure on the on the head, and then always has a big nice backbone of bitterness and a really rich sort of feel in your mouth. Oh wow! So there. um that we, Jesse's developed that. So we've got Jesse does most of the brewing for us, while I've yep. still got my day job. Oh yeah, and we just uh it's actually our
0: we just want to bronze at the ALBAs for that. So. Well, congr- well, cheers to yeah, that. Yeah, cheers. So, so um, yeah. That, that was almost, what, uh, what time of the year was that? Only a few months ago, yeah. Okay, and you
1: yeah, got a Yeah, the Indies have come up now, yeah. So first comp we've ended, and it's a bit hard to know whether you should or not. Depends what you're going for, I guess. But well, I've been really pleasantly surprised by how much it matters to people that come in. So. Oh, really? We didn't really do it for bragging rights or anything, yep. or, or even marketing or advertising, but you do get good feedback when you're in the comps, so what can we, as a fairly new business, what can we learn from from professional feedback? Okay. And then getting Jesse some accolades, because he's a fantastic brewer. Yep. That was important to me. And Where's then, Jesse from? So, <laughs> Jesse now lives in Cran as well. They, it, again, it's the universe talking, hey? <laughs> they uh, they basically moved to a block outside of Cran at almost the same time as we did. Yeah. Uh, we were both in the Noosa Homebrew Club. Yep. And um, he made fantastic beer. So then, when the, all this started coming together, and I knew how to keep working for a couple of years, yeah, I just said to him, and "I knew he wanted to sort of take it professionally eventually. So mm-hmm. he was trying to build his skills up and and get his experience going. I asked him if he wanted to come on this with us, and uh, he did. So, what was he doing before that? Uh, landscaper. Okay. Yeah. So
0: dream come true for him.
1: Uh, it is, I think. Yeah, and he's grabbed it by the horns and and taken it. Which what is do you think
0: it takes to make a good brewer?
1: You have to be a good cleaner. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Bruins like 95% clean and hay, so you got to yep. make sure everything's everything's sanitary and, and ready to go. Attention to detail is another one. Like it, it feels like it should be a bit more of a, an art, and I think some of the recipe development can be. But to make those tiny little changes that just tweak a beer and take it from good to excellent is yeah. a lot of detail. Jesse... As opposed to me, I reckon he must be a super taster or something. Maybe. Yes. He can he can imagine flavours and what they're going to do and what they're going to go together like. Yeah. Whereas I I'm a bit more iterative. I have to brew a recipe, taste it, work out what I like or don't like, try and change something. Whereas I think he's a couple of steps ahead of me because he can he seems to be able to bring flavours together in his head and and pretty much nail it straight right. away. Right. Hey? Know yeah. where yeah. to go from yeah, there. So- that's something I, I keep working on. So it's really hard sometimes just to sit down and enjoy beer because you know, always <laughs> go, okay, what do I smell? Do <laughs> I like it? Do I not? Would I use it? Do I not? And then sometimes you just got
0: to switch all that off and go,
1: I am just drinking a beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Truly? Yeah, oh, it's terrible, eh? It's a bit of a curse, yeah. And, uh, and this one is just a great
1: beer. Thanks, yeah, and it's been popular, eh? So if, if you're getting into especially commercial brewing, I guess, yeah. home brewing or whatever, you can do whatever you like, you're always going to be doing a pale ale. Right. And this sells... Probably one and a half times anything else for us. So okay. it's our it's our biggest seller, and it's become a bit of a flagship. So we've sort of locked it down a fair bit. The hops will change a little bit, but the essentials of the beer will stay the same. We've started to brand that as our pre-cut pale ale, which links back into the joinery at the the building that we've got and yes. the history of the buildings so and a
0: real timber a real timber area. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
1: an old timber getting area back in the day. Yeah, really. so yeah. The building actually used to have a sawmill in it right down the bottom, and then. Next level up, even back in the 40s, they did prefab house frames and roof trusses and stuff and wow. sent them out and around. And then the top level was a joinery, so they did timber doors and Windows and a bit more fine and stuff.
0: So. I think I was t- telling you I played football Aussie rules uh, as oh, a yeah. kid up there. That was the only Aussie rules ground I ever went to. It was be so. Oh, this was in Pomona actually, yeah. where yeah. the goalposts were actual cut trees, <laughs> with still a bit of branches sticking <laughs> yeah. out. From, if yeah. you're unlucky, you, you, the ball hit the post just because a branch stuck yeah. out a little and and bit. And that count as a behind? But, yes, that's right. Really? <laughs> you missed the goal. Yeah. So yeah. it's a real strong. Timber area, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah and you've yeah. kept that vibe in your. Yeah, we tried in to. I mean, and
1: I think I said it just a second ago like, the, the building is the star of the shower, yeah, right? I think, like, she's a beautiful old girl. And mm. on a nice sunny day, you can see like gaps through the cut weatherboards. And oh, yeah. There's not a right angle in the whole place. How and lovely. There's these big like bush poles, like you were just describing, that are like diagonally just seem to be chocking the building up at right. some stage. And a big wind on <laughs> the wrong direction might blow her over, I reckon, oh, sometimes. But
0: it's solid picture. Day, yeah. yeah.
1: Beautiful old hardwood floors that have had ninety years of, you know, misuse and abuse, and you'd never get them anywhere else. They just they are what they are because they're there and they yeah. endured. It's all it would all be local timber too, mm, I'm assuming. So, oh, would have to be, yeah. Put a try and put a nail or a screw in it. Oh man, it's <laughs> <that's> terrible. Eh? <laughs> so how
0: long have you been there
1: now? Uh, so we've been trading now for about eighteen months. Yep, and it's been fantastic actually. So we went into it, and I just had the business plan open uh, a couple of weeks ago. We really wanted to work, try and work out how we could get a community feel as well. So yep. it's not just being nerds; it's not just people coming out for a drive. And um, we've been really well supported by by our local population. We yep. thought we had to be a bit more of a tourist business, mm-hmm. so like really being active in the Noosa market and trying to bring people out to us. And we do we do get a lot of that driving traffic. So Saturday and Sunday lunch times, yeah, and then it tends to turn into a bit of a local place after that. So best yeah. of both worlds. Oh, it's fantastic, oh hey? yeah. yeah,
0: it was the name Noosa. Uh, important to
1: have? Yeah, we did deliberately jam it in there. Yeah, and we tossed up all sorts of, you know, like Koran Brewing Co or whatever, but I think again, just having a link into the region, into the larger region and... and Noosa's an international destination, it isn't it? It is not it yeah. Yeah, it is. So, uh, sometimes, you know, you think when you're rationalising yourself, should you go on that sink? Because we're not Noosa, but it does, you know, it's just got that... Gee that Close. clean Come atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. You don't tell, new- tell hinterland people that. <laughs>
0: oh, truly, they don't want to be known as right. We don't live in Noosa. Is no, that no.
1: right? Ah, oh, to a certain extent. Yeah. So, yeah, the,
0: but- so somebody from Melbourne or Sydney would know exactly where you are because it's Noosa exactly, hinterland. Yeah, Koran yeah, yep, yep. locals. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, we, we always make sure we put Koran on the, <laughs> like where we are because people are really important. That a lot. We get a lot of local feedback. Said. Yeah. People have to know you're in oh, have to know it comes from Korea. How yeah. beautiful! Yeah, so was, yeah, so we've had a lot of local support. It's been fantastic, and um, yeah, long way
0: to live. So, what sort of what, what what is a staple with your beers there? Would you have four four or five so staples? So we have two staples. So yeah. we have
1: the pale, yeah. um, and we got one we call the Korean Crusher. Yes, so that's just our pretty mainstream style draft beer. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um if I get guys that come in and go, I don't drink craft beer. Okay, I go, well, try one of these, mate. And he goes, oh, well, that's pretty good.
0: And I got to tell you, my wife is that person, yeah, right not right, that yeah. guy, yeah. Uh, but that female. Yeah. 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 But she she will say to me, you yeah. know, look, I don't really yeah. want a craft beer, and that's fine. Eh? But you go to craft places, and yeah. there it was always a beer that that Gina will love. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And
1: that's important to me, I think, because you don't want to exclude someone. And I'd still tell people that's a craft beer. We made it yep. on site. You can't get it anywhere else, and it's it's our recipe that we made. And Yeah.
0: And you talked about it being a destination, so yeah. how important is food as well?
1: Uh, yeah, we got a tiny little kitchen, so yep. if we had a million bucks to spend, a kitchen yep. would be one of the first ones. So we just do stuff that goes with beer and share platters and stuff, so you can sort of get that communal feed. Okay. And, yeah, wings, chips, wedges, yep. you know, everything that goes with beer, really. Okay. So, yeah, and then uh, we generally run a special for... A Light meal that people can have a bit more substantial than just snacky stuff, so okay, yeah. And again, there should be something that goes with everything. We try and have those two staples, we have eight taps, yeah. We try and keep them full with different styles, uh-huh. so there'll always be a lager, but we'll change the style of lager and just trying to build into that when you come out. It's not just the same menu as last time you were there, then yes. There's a little bit of adventure, a little bit of exploration on
0: the beer, yep,
1: journey, you know, mm-hmm. for all the different styles, so.
0: And so how bold would you go on your taps? What What's your what's your most uh, flavour-forward yeah, beer you've so, got?
1: Yeah, um, so at the moment we've got a, a pretty decent hazy on, I reckon, so like that real juice uh, in the glass. It looks like a glass of orange juice and then yes. just hits you with a real like, heap of bitterness, heap of late hopping.
0: Mm. So we didn't
1: generally try and have something pretty hoppy on. Uh, we've just got ourselves into the indoor barrel, so we've got a little whiskey barrel that we're starting to run some beers through. We've just pushed uh, a Russian Imperial Stout through there. Does that make a difference in the oh, taste? Yeah, it's just you, you get this. Oh yeah, you get the whiskey characters come out of it. Oh, it's beautiful. Hey, yeah. yeah. Does it
0: make the color any any darker? Uh,
1: well, it's a it's a massively dark Imperial okay. Stout anyway. Oh, so oh sorry. Really yes. yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but the next one we put in is. Uh, Smoky porter. So we do a porter that's got a little bit of smoke mould in it, and we're hoping you put that into the whiskey barrel. Yep. Get yourself like a nice peaty whiskey <laughs> A little bit of smoke mould. Uh, malt.
0: Malt. Yeah. So And yeah. that actually imparts yeah, that smokiness. Do, yeah, yeah, so we
1: run a porter, um, which is an English-style beer that's not quite a stout, so you don't get the roasty character of a stout. Yeah. But it's, it's darker and, and nice sort of drinking, but then that smoke malt just sort of hides in there a little bit yep. and just... Builds out a bit of a flavour palette, I guess.
0: And is that a beer to we had at lunch? Oh, for me it is. Right. But,
1: uh, I, to be honest, I put on the dark tap, so we always have a dark tap on. Yeah. And I'll put that on expecting I'd be the only one that would lie. I love my dark beers. Right. It's been really popular. Like You do get more during winter. Yeah. People seem to associate dark beers with winter, but I've got... A Group of locals that always come in and will only ever drink a dark beer, so okay, which is fantastic. It means more excuses for me to turn it over quicker. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you know what percentage uh, you, that you're doing, like what sells the most, what sells the least? The pale for sure, yeah. and
1: then the crusher, and just that, yeah, the access to a mainstream beer, and then lager, dark beer will probably next, and then probably the other four taps complement the rest. So we always try and have something on that's either fruited or sour, mm-hmm. so there's a bit of a different palette there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the limited series where we experiment a little bit and, and try and do some funky stuff. So yeah.
0: And what about you mentioned earlier in the interview you have canning troubles.
1: <laughs> oh man, it's always something, mate. <laughs> hey. So because so, yeah. we, we're stuck where are uh, we got a 250 litre brew house. Yes. So we can't we don't have any volumes you can get a contract canner in, for example. So Oh right. We've just got a couple of small it's manual canning line basically. Yes. So yeah, a bit of a filler that purges the cans with gas and then does um, then'll fill the can you got to bung the lid on, you've got to move it over to the, the can sealer, and it's just not, there would be like one in three or one in four of faults at the moment, so we can't get it sealed up properly, so when we do, that's like the last little bit, so we've got, we only sell on site because, yep. again, the scale means cost production and what kegs go for commercially, we, we basically can't compete with that, so... Yes. Um, Growlers and squealers on site, and then a lot of people have been asking for cans, so we're trying to get there, but it's just always something, hey. That
0: okay? We're always working on fixing something to get the whole answer out. So if somebody flies in from from Sydney or Melbourne, stay at Noosa, and they go out to see you guys, yep. they'll definitely get some stuff on site. Yep. But if I want to take something away at the moment, it'd be a squealer or a growler. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's the idea with some of the cans as well. Is yeah. We can get them into cans, and they can. They're a bit more resilient. So yeah, know yeah, They're really. Let's call it immediate consumption. They don't last seven days in my fridge, but they right. can't up about that.
0: Um, <laughs> that's the
1: squealer and the but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the cans are um, yeah. That's that's probably the next step we're trying to, do where people can take it with them or buy a present for a friend. Or we get a lot of people saying, oh, "I want to take some stuff back from my husband," for example. Yeah. Or, um, at the moment, unless unless they can really look after it, then it's they sort of shy away from the squealers or growlers. And
0: and does merch play a part in your in your in your daily to uh, some extent? Yeah, like thought pattern yet?
1: Um, people seem to be. Um, Really enthusiastic about being involved with the the brand. I guess yep. it's um yeah. So we do we do go through t-shirts. Well, you're wearing a and, t-shirt now. Yeah. It, it looks fantastic, yeah. and the
0: logo, the crow with yeah, the popped, with the, so, the, yeah. the the tree through yeah. the tail is yeah. just brilliant. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, we I guess we don't try and make too much money out of it. I think of it as marketing. So yeah, it's there. And um, if people like had a great experience and and are happy to to send it around, that's great. But we've even had in the Eighteen months, we've had photos coming from everywhere like of, oh, I just ran into someone with your t-shirt on in like Darwin or You're, almost, or, you're yeah. almost,
0: you're so modest, and you're almost surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet you're making beer, which makes people really yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah, that's good. So <laughs> yeah. what, what about the future? Your first eighteen months has been above expectations. Um, Have you got some goals?
1: It's just been different expectations, I guess. So yeah. you, sometimes you don't know what you don't know, and that's the joy of taking a, a leap into it. So I mean,
0: I'm an engineer, I'm a
1: spreadsheet nerd, so there's right. been spreadsheets of stuff, <laughs> for ages. It never works out like the spreadsheet, eh? Yeah. <laughs> never yeah. does. Yeah. No, so yeah, we don't have uh, – I think you have to go into this knowing what it is that you want to do and what you want to be. So the old saying is no one ever gets rich quick in yeah. Bruin. yeah. People get rich. like You just got to look at like stone and wood. Yeah. But um, wow. they didn't get rich quick. They no. worked hard and they did yeah. a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. We don't have a facility like that that can, that can dominate a segment of the market. So it's a venue. Yeah. And um, I've got four fermenters at the moment. I'd love to put more in. But yeah. the floor is 90 years old, hardwood. I'm just going to end up punching stuff through onto the landlord if I'm not careful. <laughs> so, um, So we're sort of, we're at where we are. We can't. A lot more capacity into there, so I don't need to go chasing Dan Murphy's shelving, I don't need to do anything like that. I just need I'm, I'm going to say it's exclusive, you can only get it where it's yep. brewed, you know. So, yeah, it, it um, is, yeah. So, and that's, that's sustainable, us, oh, we think so. Yeah, to be in the long run, it probably means our scale it has to be the owner brewing, or yes. you, know, you have to be an owner that's involved in the brewing. Yeah. And then the reality is, you know, we're in Australia and, and you've got to pay people decent money, you can't yeah. do slave labour as much no. as um. I'm sure Jesse would, would love to take a pay cut. It's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, so our scale has to be the owners intimately involved and we're quite happy with that. Cara, as I said, was a deputy principal. Yeah. Her family had restaurants and stuff when she was growing up and I was, yeah. she's just taken to a, a natural, like, yeah, she's straight in there. I think there's a lot of similarities between primary school kids and – People have had a couple of beers as well sometimes. So the oh, old yeah. deputy principal eyebrow comes out every now and <laughs> then, and <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay, oh, maybe I went too far then. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's been a great team, and obviously, Cara um, and Jesse being able to trust those guys and and live what started as my dream, but pretty quickly became theirs as well. It's it's been it's been a really nice eighteen months. Yeah, the future is probably we can't grow much further. Yeah. Um, who knows, oh eh? yeah. Depends how much the bug's got us, I guess, and what the reality of of uh, living and surviving from from week to week is without a mining income coming in, that'll yeah, be right.
0: That'll be a bit of a wake up, I think, but plenty of people do it, eh? Yep. Yeah. John, I can see you doing it, so cheers. Thanks for yeah, uh thanks, come and have a chat. Noosa hinterland brewing. Bloody good beer. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Thanks for listening to In Pursuit of Hoppiness, made possible by Visit Sunshine Coast. If you want to learn more about the great craft breweries in our region, crack the top of the Visit Sunshine Coast website and look for Australia's craft beer capital. And if you want to listen to more episodes, you can get them there too.